ESPN Radio. Listening to ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas and Chris Canty, and we're reacting to the news of Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Calvin Ridley being suspended for the entirety of the 2022 NFL season. This, according to multiple reports, of uh, uh, Commissioner Roger Goodell notified Calvin Ridley in a letter based on the information that the league had that he was betting on NFL games in November of 2021 when he was away from the Atlanta Falcons. Now, we know that Calvin Ridley was dealing with mental health issues and had an excused absence from the team, but apparently through the NFL's investigations, they found that Calvin Ridley had indeed bet on games. Now, it goes on to note in the statement from the NFL that no personnel from the Atlanta Falcons was aware of it or involved in it. This was isolated to Calvin Ridley. And this is from our very own Adam Schefter. Multiple NFL teams reached out to the Falcons in recent weeks to inquire about trading for Ridley. And each time Atlanta declined to enter into any talks out of good faith, knowing the issues in store for their standout receiver. Now, Cal- now, Harry, I know you're close to a lot of people down there in the Atlanta Falcons organization. When you hear about them shutting down trade talks for Calvin Ridley, are you surprised the fact that Atlanta didn't try to move on from him before all of this news broke? Uh, no, because when you look at a guy like Terry Fontenot, the general manager now in Atlanta with the Falcons and head coach Arthur Smith, everything they do is with integrity. Right, they do things the right way. It's all with them. It's all about honor, being honor, honorable, trustworthy, and not deceiving people. So when I hear that from Adam Scheffner, uh, it, it aligns up with exactly that organization stands for, all the way up to the top, from the owner Arthur Blank to Rich McKay, the president, to Terry Fontenot, the GM, and to the head coach Arthur Smith. So I'm not surprised that they didn't entertain anyone because. They're all about integrity and doing things the right way here in Atlanta. So it didn't surprise me at all. And I want to bring something up really, really, really quick, Chris, because Calvin Ridley is tweeting right now about this entire situation that's going on. And yesterday he, he, made a, he tweeted, I learned from my L's. And then he just put up, I bet $1,500 total. I don't have a gambling problem. It's not about the amount that you bet. It's the, bad, it's the fact that you didn't understand you weren't supposed to do that. And I think that sending that tweet is sending the wrong message to everyone. It's not about how much you bet on the game. It's the fact that you did it in your name. That's the most important part of it all. Yeah, no doubt about it. You're a part of the NFL, and you have to acknowledge that this is bigger than you. And Commissioner Goodell, when he took over for Gene Tagliabue, it was all about – I mean, when he took over for Paul Tagliabue, excuse me, it was all about protecting the integrity of the game, protecting the integrity of the shield. And we knew that when the NFL started moving in the direction of, you know, partnering up with sports gambling entities in order to, you know, create more interest in the game and grow the game and to generate more revenue, that this was one of the avenues that the NFL was potentially worried about with players, coaches, uh, personnel being involved in gambling. And you're told as soon as you come into the NFL, whether you're a coach, whether you're a player, whether you're an executive, that this is a no-no. You don't bet on the National Football League because you are an employee of the National Football League or one of its clubs. You just can't do it. 
And so the fact that he he flew in the face of that and decided he was going to do something anyway, even though he was removed from the team, it's just one of those situations that you understand there are significant consequences on the other side of it. So the fact that he got caught up and now he's trying to excuse the behavior, behavior or to defend the behavior just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And so I, I don't know that there's going to be a road back for Calvin Ridley in the NFL. There certainly wasn't a road back for Pete Rose into Major League Baseball when he decided to gamble on the game. And so this is always uh, a hot-button topic when you come when it comes to participants um, essentially undermining the credibility of the entertainment product. And that's what we're talking about, right, Harry? It's exactly. about the credibility. The fans yep. want to get involved. Fans want to bet on the games. Fans want to believe their team is doing everything that they can to win. Fans want to believe in their star players. And when you see a player, the caliber of Calvin Ridley, get caught up into something like this, it makes you question all of those things that happen in the game that seem a little bit awkward. It makes you question some of the calls that the officials make. And it doesn't allow the NFL to operate above reproach when it comes to the public trust and confidence that everyone has in the NFL product. And so I think that's the most damning part about this. And that's why Commissioner Roger Goodell came down hard, suspending Calvin Ridley indefinitely for being caught up in gambling on the sport. And Chris, let me tell you why I'm so upset right now. I'm so upset because he bet $1,500. You you want to know how stupid it looks that $1,500 just cost you $11 million? You know how... You know how crazy you know how crazy that is to me. But 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 Harry, that's why I went back to and I had to acknowledge the mental health piece of it because he did spend time away from the team dealing with his mental health. You're right. I, it, it just it doesn't make sense. At it's all. illogical. It it doesn't make sense. And I'm not trying to make excuses for Calvin Ridley, but I'll say this: you you, you know when you start talking about your future, you're a year away from free agency. You got 11 million dollars in your last year, your contract. It doesn't make sense to gamble away over $1,500 of future that could potentially net you, what, a, a, a five-year, $70 million contract after Easily. this season? Easily. Easily. So Easily. I, I, it, it just doesn't make sense that you would go down this path unless there was something else that was wrong. And so he can say whatever he wants on social media. He'll have more time to be on social media because guess what he's not going to be doing this season? <laughs> Getting ready to play football. (laughs) Better believe that. And I'm not saying that to be funny. That's just the reality that he's put himself in. And it's unfortunate because he is a fine young wide receiver in our game. He's a guy that makes the Atlanta Falcons exciting to watch. I mean, him, Cordero Patterson, they they were really the highlights of that Atlanta Falcons offense this season until Calvin Ridley decided that he needed to step away from the game. But to step away from the game for your mental health and then to get caught up in gambling on the game during that time away from the team, that's the part that wouldn't sit well with me if I'm the Atlanta Falcons organization. And if I'm a team that would potentially be interested in Calvin Ridley after his suspension, that's something I've got to I've got to ask him about, and that's an area of his life that I would need to see significant growth in. Yeah, and Chris, I, I think it's very, very important that a lot of these guys have to understand that if you're in these situations – it's important to have the right team around you and the right people around you and not just have yes men around you that don't tell you things that you need to hear and tell you things that you want to hear. Because I'll, I'll, be, te- I'll be honest and tell you, it's not like Calvin Ridley and Chris, it's not like he sat there and did it and didn't tell anybody he was going to do it. That, that's humanly impossible. 
So if you're a friend of his and you didn't say anything about it, are you really a friend? That's a great that's a great question. That is a great question and you always question the circles that some of these players have around them when they find themselves in these types of situations and I think that's always fair because to think that your circle wouldn't influence some of your decision making is absolutely asinine. So I'm with you on that a thousand percent. The question now becomes, what does Roger Goodell do in order to protect the integrity of the game? Did he come down hard enough on Calvin Ridley? Is an indefinite suspension, which allows him to apply for reinstatement February of 2023, is that enough? Or should we be talking about a lifetime ban? I mean, that, that, that's one, I mean, that's what we saw from Pete Rose with baseball. I, I don't yeah. know that that's the answer, but you, you've got to protect the integrity of the game, and I'm not quite sure that even a one-year suspension sends a strong enough message is a big enough deterrent for the rest of the players in the National Football League given the temptation that could potentially be out there with guys engaging in gambling one way or another. So we want to hear from you. Tap in on the candy call-in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Did Commissioner Roger Goodell get it right with the suspension of Calvin Ridley indefinitely for an entire season. We want to hear from you. Tap in on the candy call-in line. Coming up next, the NFL continues to deal with issues that challenge the integrity of the game. We'll explain the next steps that Roger Goodell needs to make. This is Harry Douglas and Chris Canny, ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio. You're listening to ESPN Radio with Harry Douglas and Chris Canny, and we're reacting to the news of Calvin Ridley being suspended indefinitely and for the entirety of the 2022 NFL season for betting on football. Now, according to our very own Adam Schefter, the NFL determined that Calvin Ridley placed a multi-legged parlay involving three, five, and eight games that included the Falcons to win per source. Investigation determined there was no involvement from any team players, coaches, etc. Placed via his he placed the bets via his mobile device out of state. And so, Harry, this is an ugly situation. We're both reacting to it in real time. We want to hear from the listeners. Hit us up on the candy call in line eight 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 say ESPN. That's eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Did Roger Goodell get it right? with suspending Calvin Ridley for the entirety of the upcoming NFL season. Now, Harry, we do have a notable example of the NFL suspending a player for gambling. This is uh, from 2019 with Cardinals cornerback Josh Shaw, who was suspended for betting on multiple NFL games while he was on IR, including a three-team parlay that included a wager against his Cardinals team. Shaw missed the entire 2020 season before he was reinstated in March of 2021. Now, I get it. This was only a couple of years ago, but I think we live in a different world in terms of the overall landscape and the prominence of sports betting and how it's connected to the entertainment product in the National Football League. So, Harry, I got to ask, is this going to be a problem for the NFL moving forward in terms of the overall integrity of the game? Keep it in mind, the accusations that Brian Flores made in his federal lawsuit against Dolphins owner Stephen Ross where he said he was incentivized to tank in 2019 to actually lose games to improve draft position. Now, I get it. Roger Goodell is talking about the integrity of the game, but is this going to be a bigger issue moving forward in the NFL with the emergence of sports gambling surrounding the sport? I'll be honest and tell you, Chris, with with the news breaking out with Calvin Ridley and how big of a star he is, 
I think this is going to put a lot of guys on notice. Uh, they already know the do's and don'ts, but things being brought to light in a big way also puts fear in people of doing the wrong thing when they should be doing the right thing, like Spike Lee told us in his movie at one point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and, and here's another thing that a lot of people, you got to think about too. Are there others that may have did these things? And you can only imagine right now, they're probably sweating bullets and biting fingernails like, damn, I hope they don't come for me because I may have placed a small bet. And it doesn't matter the amount. It doesn't even matter if it's $10. You are not supposed to bet on any game uh, that you're involved in or not involved in, even if you're playing in the National Football League, the NBA, any sport. And th this is just this is one of those things where Roger Goodell, I'm not going to say has to make an example, but you have to make an example so it doesn't happen. Because the emergence of the gambling uh, gambling rinks in the National Football League in sports today. You even have a team in Las Vegas now. You have a football team. You have a hockey team out there. And potentially you might have a basketball team in the future. But these are the type of issues that you run into when it comes to gambling. But hopefully in the future and hopefully a lot of these guys that, that, that play professional sports, they learn from Calvin Ridley. You would have thought they would have learned from Pete Rose, but obviously they didn't. But I think this is another learning curve for these guys to take in uh, to not do things of such. Yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. This, there has to be a strong message sent by the commissioner because the last thing that you want is more players to be involved in this or, or coaches or front office executives or, God forbid, a referee like we saw in the NBA a few years back with Donahue being involved with uh, with sports gambling and having connections with that um, and potentially fixing games. So I, I think that there is a big issue when it comes to protecting the integrity of the game, and the degree of difficulty with that gets even harder when you start talking about the prominence of sports betting in this country. Let's go out to the hotline and bring in Mike from South Carolina. Mike, you're on ESPN Radio. What you got? All right, gentlemen, good to talk to you. Um I told your producer a couple of things. First of all, the NFL is making a boatload of money off of this gambling deal. Number two, you have a gentleman named Steve Mariucci working for the NFL Network promoting gambling. You got the first family of NFL football, the Mannings promoting gambling on television. I mean, and this kid wasn't even playing. Yeah, this yeah, kid yeah, was but Mike, not even playing. Mike, and I get exactly what you're talking about, but I think the key difference is that Calvin Ridley is getting checks for the Atlanta Falcons. Like he's he's a part of the team even when he's away from the team. He's got information. He's got insight that not everybody else would be privy to. Even the, the Mannings don't have information about the Falcons' game plan that Calvin Ridley would. And so I think that's the fear when it comes to the NFL having players or coaches or, or executives betting on the game. They have insight. They have information. They know more about the injury status of players that could be you know pivotal in terms of swinging the lines when it comes to, you know, gamblers trying to find value, all of those different reasons. And I think that's what the issue is. Now, as far as the NFL benefiting from it, you're absolutely right. 
the revenue that's being generated by sports gambling and the partnerships that the NFL has established on that front have been huge in terms of being a boon for the league with the overall dollars coming in. But you know the players do benefit from that. The players get a portion of that. Like that, that's a part of the total revenue formula with the players being able to realize the growth of the game and gambling being a part of it. So I, I get what you're saying. It seems like it's hypocritical because the NFL is promoting it. But there also is a line that, that Calvin Ridley crossed, whereas if you are a participant in it, you have to protect the integrity of the game. You can't gamble on the sport. Let's go out to Bob in Lewiston. Bob, you're on ESPN Radio. Good morning, or good afternoon. Thanks for taking my call. I'm usually a pretty black and white, yes and no type of person. Drop the hammer if somebody breaks the rules. And I know a lot of people are going to compare. Pete Rose would probably be the first name to come up when they hear gambling sports. But I, in this one, I'm, I'm a little bit leaning towards more leniency for Ridley, mainly because um, I don't know why he stepped away from the team. Maybe he did have some issues he was dealing with. Maybe it caused him to get bored, and maybe he did this as a one-time thing. I, don't, I obviously don't know him. I don't know his gambling history, if this is constant. But I also have a question for you guys. Like, I've never bet with a bookie, and the only gambling I've ever done is Super Bowl Sunday. We have side wagers on different things that are going to happen. I mean, is this – do guys – you know, you guys are a little bit high dollar, you know, making money as pro athletes. Do you guys bet? Is that a common thing? And like in the locker room off the field is, is betting pretty, it's, it's not uncommon for guys to bet on things. Is this <laughs> something that could lead towards Ridley betting professionally? Like he did, like, you know, on a game like that is I'm just, I guess I'm looking for an excuse for him to excuse it. But I, I think maybe a little more leniency for this guy. Cause I think there might be some other factors. And I, uh, I also want to say I'm a big fan of you, Kent, Canty. I, I, I recently got a truck driving job, and I got a satellite radio, and so I get to hear more ESPN. And uh, I, I, I like listening to you. I, I'm really a big fan. Appreciate it, Bob. Thanks for the shout-out. And I got to defer to Harry when it comes to how, how often guys get involved with gambling in the locker room because it sounds like he's got more personal experience than I do. So, Harry, you got you to gotta let the folks know, behind, take them behind the curtain and tell them how everything happens in an NFL locker room. Yeah, guys, guys bet on, on on things here and there, man, that their two schools are playing. They may have little certain bets. I remember one year uh, me and a guy bet, and if they lost – he had to wear my jersey to the to the facility, the whole nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you may hear guy play some tunk here, some boo-ray there. Shoot Ooh, that boo-ray. That boo-ray in the back of the plane gets real expensive, Harry. The, listener probably, the listeners are probably like, boo-ray? What is boo-ray? If you got to ask what's boo-ray, you don't need to be playing it. Hey, listen, I will tell you this. There have been cars purchased on the winnings that guys oh, get yes. from boo-ray in the back of a plane. On the oh, back, yes. on the way back from a road trip. That that's how much money is in the pot when somebody gets booed. If you don't know about Boo Ray, do yourself a favor. Don't try to find out. That that's how that's how far it can go. But coming up next, we're bringing an expert that covers the Falcons on a daily basis. He'll give us more insight on the Calvin Ridley situation and how the organization manages moving forward. But first, a word from eBay Motors. When a part of your offense isn't firing on all cylinders, it shows, right, Harry? Maybe it's a drop ball. Maybe you just can't work your way down the field. Maybe you're playing against the New York football giants. Who knows? When this happens, the only solution is to replace that part with something better. 
It's the same with your car, but unlike in sports, a new batch of car parts can't be drafted every year. That's why eBay Motors exists. They have all the right parts at the right prices. In fact, eBay Motors has 122 million parts. That's a lot of parts. That way you can get the parts you need to make your car a winner. Visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. More ESPN Radio back after this. ESPN Radio. I'm Christine Lisi, breaking news. NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell suspended Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley through at least the 2022 season for betting on NFL games this past season. ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting the league investigation determined Ridley placed bets involving three, five, and eight games that included the Falcons to win. A longer-than-a-year suspension might be necessary to send a strong message from the league, says ESPN radio host Chris Canty. You've got to protect the integrity of the game, and I'm not quite sure that even a one-year suspension sends a strong enough message is a big enough deterrent for the rest of the players in the National Football League, given the temptation that could potentially be out there with guys engaging in gambling one way or another. Our Chris Canty. The Packers have made a significant long-term offer to Aaron Rodgers that would alter the quarterback market, reports ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Rodgers is still mulling over his options, a return to Green Bay asking for a trade or retiring. NBA Cavaliers All-Star Jared Allen is out indefinitely with a fractured finger on his non-shooting hand. His is the latest injury for a Cleveland team trying to make the playoffs for the first time since 2018. HD and CC on ESPN Radio and E+. Harry Douglas, Chris Canning, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tap in on the Candy call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. And, Harry, we're reacting to the news that Calvin Ridley has been suspended indefinitely by the NFL for betting on games in November of 2021. Now, we know he was away from the team when this actually took place, and he was actually out of state. He was in Florida, if I'm not mistaken, when he placed the bets through an app on his mobile phone, and the NFL has a program that they were able to um, track Calvin Ridley betting under his own name through that app. And for more information on this entire story, we're going to go out to Atlanta Falcons beat writer Michael Rothstein and – Michael, right now, this is something that's breaking, not a whole lot of insight, a whole lot of information, but what can you tell us about the Atlanta Falcons and their timeline when they found out that this was coming down the pike? Yeah, the Falcons found out February 9th that Calvin Ridley was being investigated. And obviously now we're looking at almost a month later, and now Calvin Ridley will not be with the Falcons for at least the 2022 season. My understanding is, that his contract, which is $11.1 million guaranteed for next season, will toll. So that means that it will be off the books this year, and it will now be on 2023 books. But, of course, if you're the Falcons now, you have to wonder, well, A, will he be reinstated? And, B, even if he is, do you want him back after what happened? It's a, it's a really difficult question right now. And we is Calvin Ridley in just more interesting situations when it comes with the team? Because, remember, he missed two-thirds of the season this past year dealing with mental health issues, and the team was very, very supportive of him during that time frame, time frame and now they're going to lose him again for another year. Michael, what does this do to the Atlanta Falcons, especially their wide receiver room, as Cal- Calvin Ridley was out a lot of this year, but they were probably counting on him 
to be a part of that offense this year. And if not, they were thinking about trading him so they can actually help you get some more draft picks and bring in a number one receiver. So what does this do to their roster now from a wide receiver standpoint? Well, they need receivers anyway. And they needed that whether Calvin Ridley was part of the team or Calvin Ridley wasn't part of the team because they have one receiver on the roster right now who was on the 53-man roster at the end of last season, and that's Frank Darby. Frank Darby, by the way, all of 12 routes run this past season and had one catch. So they need to revamp this room no matter what. Now, might that start with bringing back Russell Gage potentially? It might because Russell Gage is a free agent. He ended up kind of being their de facto number one once Ridley left. He had a decent season. But he's not a true number one receiver, and he's a pretty good number two or or number three receiver. So the Falcons have a lot of decisions to make. It does make wide receiver a very big need, both in free agency and, frankly, during the draft, where I think it's even more possible now that you could see them take a receiver at eight if there's a guy that they think could be a game changer. And then that really, in my opinion, would probably close the book on Ridley ever coming back to the Falcons if they went with a receiver in the first round. But that's just my speculation. Michael, one of the other things that people have been talking about with the Atlanta Falcons is having a successor for Matt Ryan. Do we have any news on that front about the Falcons potentially looking for somebody that could be the heir apparent for their longtime quarterback? I mean, they've had a succession plan, or they've talked about having a potential succession plan for a while. We'll see what that looks like down the road. I I think we're looking at, well, do they draft a quarterback? Do they not draft a quarterback? I think this plays into that as well because, once again, you now have another massive need on your team, and can you afford to try to figure out a quarterback succession plan when you need, you know, every position in some form or fashion? So it's a tough, tough thing for them right now. But I think at some point, whether it's this year or next year, they'll start putting together a plan to have the successor from Matt Ryan. I just don't think that that's going to be right now because all this does is just add another laundry list. Another problem to their laundry list of questions that is going on at Flowery Branch, Georgia. Well, Michael, Michael we appreciate a few minutes of your time. We know you're super busy trying to be on top of this story. We look forward to talking to you again soon when we get some updates. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right. That's ESPN Falcons reporter Michael Rothstein. You can also hear him on ESPN Radio on the weekends and – it seems like it's ugly, Harry, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon for Calvin Ridley. And now the trick is for the Atlanta Falcons being able to chart a path forward, trying to figure out what your receiving core is going to look like in 2022. Yeah, and the big thing about this now at, at number eight, it does open up the door now for them to potentially draft a wide receiver in that spot because you 100% uh, now don't have a number one wide receiver. You can't trade Calvin Ridley to get picks. To, to try to find that guy. So it opens up a lot of Pandora's box, man, with this situation. All right, Mike and Marilyn and David in Minneapolis, you guys hang tight on the hotline. We're going to get to you on the other side of this. Also coming up next, we got to talk about Aaron Rodgers and when the hell he's going to make his decision. He said it wasn't going to take a long time. Here we are 43 days later after the Green Bay Packers played their last game. Still no decision from Aaron Rodgers. So Harry and I, We'll have the latest on that front. You're listening to ESPN Radio. More after this. ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas and Chris Canny on ESPN Radio. And, Harry, we know the franchise tag deadline is tomorrow in the National Football League. Guys like Devontae Adams, we're keeping a close eye on. One of the other guys that we had to keep an eye on was left tackle Orlando Brown for the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, we don't have to worry about whether or not he's going to be a free agent because the Kansas City Chiefs answered that 
on Monday morning with tagging Orlando Brown Jr. Now, this is a player that they traded a first-round draft pick to the Baltimore Ravens to a, a couple of years ago in order to fortify that offensive line in front of Pat Mahomes. And we all knew that that was going to be a need after we saw what happened in Super Bowl 55. So the question is, are the Kansas City Chiefs doing the right thing by franchising Orlando Brown and limiting some of their salary cap flexibility? I think so. When you look at the quarterback position, Patrick Mahomes, you got to protect the franchise. That's the number one goal. You mentioned that Super Bowl game and Patrick Mahomes basically getting beat upside the head like a rag doll. It is very, very vital and important. This also says that Tyron Matthew, there's a possibility that he won't be there. A lot of people have Daxton Hill from Michigan being slotted there, uh, being taken in the first round by the Chiefs. So, But when it comes to protecting the quarterback, it is the number one thing because that's your biggest investment, especially one who's making a ton of money and almost the most, uh, the most in the National Football League. Yeah, so, I mean, you got to protect your investment. I liken it to homeowner's insurance. When you buy the house, which is Pat Mahomes in this instance for Kansas City, you got to have the homeowner's insurance policy to protect it, right, just in case anything happens. And that is what Orlando Brown Jr. is, p- protecting the blind side for Pat Mahomes. Now, the franchise tag for an offensive tackle is $16.5 million. So that's a whole lot of money to have hit your salary cap all at one time. So, But that's where the Kansas City Chiefs are at. Currently, they're projected to be $4 million over the cap. So guys like Tyron Matthew have to be a concern in terms of what they're going to do in free agency and whether or not they'll be able to make a run in order to retain him, Harry. I think that's always the conversation when you talk about the franchise tag is how these guys impact the rest of your roster. And it seems like Tyron Matthew is poised to explore free agency, and I'm not quite sure that that Kansas City defense is in position to lose a guy like that. Oh, no, he's very, very vital. He's a ball hawk. He can play a multiplicity of different positions. The safety position, he can be in the box. He can guard slot receivers. He just does a lot. But Patrick Mahomes protecting him is more important than Tyron Matthew. Wow, you just going to put it on out there, huh? There's (laughs) levels to this. Tyron Matthew and Orlando Brown Jr., they in the same building, but they got different views. I guess that's just the way that it's going down. But we're going to keep it pushing on ESPN Radio. You're listening to Harry Douglas and Chris Canney. We got to get into this Aaron Rodgers news next. ESPN Radio. Got to let that beat drop right on that rejoin music, Harry. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't interrupt the beat drop on that one. You're listening to ESPN Radio, Chris Canny and Harry Douglas. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Tap in on the Canny call in line, 888-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. We've been reacting to the news of the Calvin Ridley suspension for gambling on NFL games. This happened November of 2021 when he was away from the team. And Commissioner Roger Goodell released a statement and sent a letter to Calvin Ridley, which expressed the importance of protecting the integrity of the game. There is nothing more fundamental to our game as an entertainment product than its integrity. And what Calvin Ridley did jeopardize that in so many ways so we'll get back to that but Harry one of the things that we've got to talk about now is Aaron Rodgers and Mm -hmm. when we're actually going to see Aaron Rodgers make a decision this is something that we thought was going to happen a lot sooner than it's actually played out and here we are a little over a week until the start of the new league year on March 16th and we still don't have a decision from Aaron Rodgers and it's really interesting because you get a lot of different opinions when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and whether he's being selfish, 
versus him having the right to do this based on past performance and back-to-back MVPs. Where do you come down in terms of how Aaron Rodgers has gone about his business in this process of determining where his future, his football future is going to take place? Uh, first and foremost, I don't think it takes this long because we've been dealing with this situation for a year and a half. And when you talk about Aaron Rodgers, right, nothing that he does, I'll say off the field, moves people in the right direction. But when it comes to making a decision about what you're going to do, if you're going to stay in Green Bay, just tell the people that you're going to stay in Green Bay. If you're going to leave, just say you're going to leave. I don't think it takes this long to make that decision. I just think Aaron Rodgers wants to control the narrative and have the Green Bay Packers. You know, what, what do you feed deer? Give them, what, grass or something? What do they eat, mm, grass? Mm. He, they put, he put the grass in Some his deer hand. feed out there, whatever, I got you. Yeah, he, he, he put, the, put the deer food in his hand and just want the Green Bay Packers to eat out of it when he wants them to eat out of it. So he wants to control everything, but I don't think that nece- that's necessarily the right thing to be doing, especially when it comes to the organization, when it comes to his teammates, when it comes to the fans. I think they deserve better. And earlier I heard someone say, I can't remember who it was, Aaron Rodgers is back-to-back MVP, and their chances to win a Super Bowl are better if Aaron Rodgers is there. But I got a news flash, Chris, just in case anybody forgot. They haven't hmm. been there since 2010. <laughs> they haven't been there in a long time. It's been a and long I, time. And I understand that he increases your chances year in and year out. But he all, this is also the same guy that got beat by Jimmy G twice. And yeah. you know how much people slander Jimmy Garoppolo. He's lost to Jimmy Garoppolo twice in the playoffs. And the one time where years. Jimmy Garoppolo only threw eight passes. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I don't think he's in the position to just be – making up rules and when he's going to say this, that, or that. Just stop holding people hostage, man. Make, make, a, make a decision. Make a decision. And I, I, he, the season's just over. He needs time. He needs time. He had a year and a half to determine if he was going to be with the Packers or not. A year and a half. So make the decision. Stop stringing everybody along. You can tell I'm just done. I'm, I'm tired of talking about him. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Well, let's get to somebody that's not tired of talking about him on the hotline. Let's go out to Angel in El Paso. Angel, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up? What's up? Listen, first of all, I love this show. So I just want to say that off top. I I am actually sick of talking about Aaron Rodgers, but here's the issue. It's not how long he's taken. It's not whether he's going to do this or do that. It's that the organization has to make some decisions on other people's money. What makes this so selfish is that other people are being held up on whether they're going to get signed or not. And so they could, they could be doing all those signings of players that they want to get, but what happens is this holds them up. And so it's, that's what makes it so selfish. It's not just that he's punishing an organization, because I don't care about corporations, I don't care about organizations, but I do care about people. And he should not be messing with people's money. He already knows what his decision is. But by holding off, he's messing with their money. What do you think about that? No, Angel, I think you're absolutely right. And Harry Douglas brought that point up a couple of weeks ago when he was on this show. And he was saying, uh, Harry, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I think your point deserves being reiterated, that if you do have guys, veteran players, that could be cap casualties, it makes more sense now that they be released so they can find a place to be able to catch on before the start of NFL free agency where clubs' attentions 
folk tur- uh, their focus turns to the crew, the 25, 26, 27-year-old players, rather than guys that are 30, 31, 32. And so when you think about Preston Smith, when you think about Zadarius Smith, Adrian Amos, guys that could potentially be cap casualties, I mean, it would behoove the organization to know, you know, what Aaron Rodgers is doing. And if he is, in fact, coming back, go ahead and get a contract extension done with him, get an extension done with Devontae Adams, and allow those other guys on the defensive side of the ball to have an opportunity to catch on before free agency actually starts. As a veteran player that's been cut in this league, I know the value of being able to do that. You have more options. You have more choices on this side of pro free agency than you do once the new league year starts. And that's the part that I think a lot of people are missing, including some former players, when they start assessing the Aaron Rodgers situation and him taking his sweet time in order to make a decision. And Chris, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the listeners two examples of this, right? Cam Newton. When Cam Cam Newton was released by the Carolina Panthers, it was so late, and quarterbacks have already had already signed with teams to the point to where it took a while for him to get on with the New England Patriots versus doing it before free agency, so he would have got a jump on it. Now I also bring my own situation up. When the Atlanta Falcons released me, they released me early. Therefore, I got to sign and go to a team before free agency even starts. So I got a jump on free agency before the day even happened and was able to sign with the Tennessee Titans ahead of everyone else being signed uh, at, uh, when free agency started. That's why it's important because if you're not going to be in Green Bay, number one, you get a chance to actually get a jump on free agency and you could just – he's just wasting people's time. Stop wasting people's time, Aaron Rodgers. Stop yeah, I'm with you. It. I'm with you. I, I want him to stop wasting people's time, too, especially the Green Bay Packers front office, because we heard from our very own Jeremy Fowler, ESPN's NFL insider, on the overtures that the Packers have made in trying to keep Aaron Rodgers. Take a listen. The Green Bay Packers have made a significant offer to Aaron Rodgers to keep him long term. That could be like a three to four year deal to potentially spread out the cap hit. Now, the Packers are all in on doing this. There's some other teams that are lurking that have inquired. Denver Broncos are one. No firm decision from Rodgers. Packers still have no desire to trade Rodgers. In fact, I talked to a source who said that Rodgers might even need to retire if he wants to be traded because of all that the Packers are going to want. They would probably want not only premium picks, but potentially some young, good players on rookie contracts that would cripple the team acquiring Rodgers. Well, here's the thing. I don't know that he would have to retire because he's got a $46.6 million cap hit <laughs> that's scheduled to hit at the beginning of the league year. And to date, the Green Bay Packers are still $25 million over the cap. So there is no world that Green Bay could get under the cap unless they decide they're going to gut their entire roster and keep Aaron Rodgers' contract intact not needless to say you still got a franchise tag Devonte adams which is another 20 million dollar nut that you'd have to put on your salary cap so that would make it 45 million not 25 million so again there is no world that you could have aaron Rodgers if he doesn't want to be there uh be on your team without gutting the entirety of your roster so i, I just i don't see that as a realistic possibility green bay is going to have to see aaron Rodgers, and they're at his mercy as we get closer and closer to the new league year I'm not watching Young and the Restless with my grandmother. No, nope, <laughs> I won't do it. I won't do it. All right, Harry. All right. All right, so we got to get back to this Calvin Ridley story. We'll have more insight coming up next. Harry Douglas, Chris Candy, ESPN Radio.